Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Pettiness and Politics. I am your host Aisha and it's been a week. Um, this is us producers took a break during the US presidential election and we now have the president and vice president elect, Mr. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So um, it was interesting because I feel like some of us really wanted a break from life, but as it so happens, um, I guess I guess it made sense for the break to happen because I guess the viewership wouldn't have been as high and um, I think NBC would have been doing news coverage. So anyways, we are with season five, episode three, and we jump straight in to the the episode we catch up with the big three so the big three are i believe 14 and 15 years old so they're going through growth spurts and um interesting and interestingly interestingly enough we don't see modern day rebecca in this episode so i guess we'll catch up with her next week but i guess um they decided after the two kind of explosive first episodes of this season to go back to kind of business as usual the one thing that I think is very smelly behavior is that um on Amazon you've got people who are writing their comments and saying you know stay out of the politics it was too political I'm not watching it anymore but I think it was crucial for them to set the scene because if we went straight into let's say the first episode and everyone's just wearing masks without setting a context it's like like come on guys you need to follow the storyline like how did we end up with everyone wearing masks and even though it can be quite surreal to be in the circumstance that's being portrayed this is the reality of for example for Madison and Kevin being pregnant um under lockdown with regulations and we see Kate and Toby going to meet the woman who they would um potentially adopt her daughter so and they're wearing masks and it's 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 weaved into a storyline but then also um like this is real life guys but it's so funny because I'm pretty sure a lot of the people who were writing comments about not wanting to see um this is us become quote-unquote political are the same people who voted in Trump so that's all I'm gonna say on that um I don't think I'll be doing a US election episode um, until we see what happens in the Senate because they are voting in senators. And actually, I think once um, president and VP elect have gone through their hundred first hundred days, I might do a review then. But right now, I'm not really in that frame of mind. I'm more concerned about... Uh, staying consistent with these episodes but then also going on my own healing um and doing my own inner work and there's a lot going on outside so um I guess this is us gives me a parameter to think about life for myself in 10 years time when I am in my 40s and actually what structure do I want to have in place to deal with stuff like aging parents and um family and friends going through like different things and people giving birth and hopefully not another global pandemic but just life lessons and I love what Randall said to Beth about Tess 
that um he's glad that Tess is not internal and anxious and she she won't necessarily need a therapist at the age of 40. Um, and I think it was in season two or three when they're going through the adoption process for Deja, we did actually um, see where older Tess, how older Tess is. So she is actually in um, some form of structure or institution where um, children go through the um, the adoption process. So we might see maybe she's maybe she's a lawyer. Um, or maybe she was somebody who works in like the child protection um, structure. That being said, I love the little thing that they showed of Tess, uh, where she's like, as Solange said, don't touch my hair. And her friend is saying, you know, I'm not she, I am, my pronouns are they, them. And this is the reality of the generation coming up right now. Those who are 14, 15, they are being able to explore their identities a lot sooner than some of us were able to. Like they're confident. They have everything at their fingertips. Um, unfortunately, we did see statistics about those between the ages of 18 and 25 in Florida and who they voted for. So you're seeing a wave of spectrum of the quote-unquote TikTok generation who can go viral, but then also, you know, um, are appropriating um, the culture of black and brown um, teenage folk. So with Tess, her phone is going to be confiscated for six weeks, and she's not going anywhere for six weeks. But baby girl, there's a pandemic. So <laughs> all you do to do is go to school and go home because everything's closed anyway, so... That was just something that I thought about afterwards. But I am glad that Tess is coming into herself and she's expressing herself um, in all of that complexity and her fullness of, you know, you're the one who had me around, basically cishet white folk and I'm not cishet and I'm not white. So um, she's really breaking out of that, but then it's interesting that Beth wants Randall to be the good cop, bad cop alongside her. And I understand that it's important to be definitely a united front when it comes to raising kids. I, I don't have kids. Um, I don't want to have kids, but having been a child myself and seeing how important it is for parents to have cohesion, and mutual understanding in terms of where they where they stand on their parenting styles I think it's very key especially when a child is learning to express themselves but you want to protect them and as Beth said like the internet has a long history um long memory sorry so that was that um I didn't expect that the two who I would Okay, so actually, before I speak on those two, Randall. So Randall has found a black man therapist who's young, cool, smart, um, a youngish dad, all that good stuff. And his homework is to write an experience, you know, a memory, a story from his childhood. And at 14 or 15, he was basically sexually objectified um, by this non-black girl who's one of Kate's friends and saying that, you know, 
I was wondering what it would be like to kiss someone like you. And I love the actor who plays like young teenage Randall. Um, so Randall before the age of 16 or 17, because you can see his heartbreak and his realization in terms of like, what the hell? And she has the caucasity, the boldness that many non-black um, non-black women have towards black bodies where she grabs his hand and it's like wait hold on you're in my parents house and you're doing this like what does this what does this actually mean like how dare you um, and this feeling that people think they have permission to your bodies which we know as a long socio-historical um, framework of folks feeling entitled to black bodies whether that's white women feeling entitled to the bodies of black women or black men or black non-binary people and vice versa white men feeling entitled to the bodies of black women um black men and black non-binary folk not excluding children which is heartbreaking so i would love to see how that story develops in terms of i think often we've heard of or we see in mainstream media the examples where black women are objectified from a really young age but actually seeing that how Randall made certain decisions in terms of life partnership etc and not feeling able to share that experience with Rebecca because obviously how can you tell your mom that oh yeah this girl tried to kiss me because I'm black um so yeah in terms of like perception how we see our bodies so um with Madeline and Kevin I could tell from the beginning of the episode that Kevin talking about him cutting calories and his diet etc was going to trigger Madeline um I was always of the impression that she had anorexia um but yeah it was she did later on later go on to talk about bulimia and her well the doctor's being surprised that she could get pregnant because um eating disorders in a teenage age um hinders the body's ability to grow fat and muscle um and to develop so your body redirects nutrients, blood flow, oxygen, water to keep your body alive. So all the energy is focused on your main organs, your heart, your lungs, your brain, um, to keep you just functioning. So the body decides that, you know, your reproductive organs or your sexual organs are secondary, which is why um, Madeline explains what she does. And I'm glad that they kind of gave her like a chunk to explain that, look, I have stuff and there's a reason why I am the way I am. And you come in and you prance around and you talk about your body and you haven't really got time for me, you don't really see me. But then even when we are together, everyone's just running, running, running and um, attracted to you. Um, and then we finally get a confession, not a confession, but 
we finally hear from Kevin what we already knew, which was he has daddy issues. He's a workaholic with image issues and he's a recovering alcoholic. So now that we've taken away his his alcohol, and now that he's realized that actually I am getting older, so staying in quote unquote shape is going to take a lot more from me. I don't think we're going to see Kevin's acting career continue or it might it might pivot it might shift um in terms of what he does next he may be more focused on being a father but the question still remains like where is Madeline and where is Kate in the flash forwards what happens to these two to these two characters so it'll be interesting to see um so that was really important, that conversation, because the coping strategies that we see that Jack has given both of his sons, Randall being running and Kevin being weight training, we don't see Kate being given, like, a coping strategy. Um, so I guess in a flash forward, we'll see that possibly Kate's coping strategy um, becomes either men or and food. So it'll be interesting to see how Kate goes on to develop her own coping strategies um, for life. But this has made me think personally about my own coping strategies. Um, in terms of what coping strategies have I picked up along the way and from whom and how do I incorporate them or which ones do I have to leave behind so um probably about four or five years ago I did realize that when I was feeling um on the lower spectrum emotionally so angry sad tired upset frustrated um it's as though my stomach would close up so I have to make a conscious effort to remember that if I am feeling one of those emotional spaces that if I don't do anything else that day, I make sure I have my my meals um, and eating something small rather than something large and not putting pressure on myself in terms of what it is I eat. So actually tapping in intuitively and saying to my body, what do you need? Is it more fluid is it more hydration is it more food is it more carbs is it more protein is it more fruit do you want something cold do you want something warm do you want something sugary do you want something salty etc etc then also realizing that it's it's funny because we, we're seeing how jack gave the boys sports which is very off that era like you're a boy get your get your emotions out or you know build muscle and we're going to push you into sports. And then societally and stereotypically, women, young girls are taught to, you know, keep quiet. As Tess said, you know, I don't want to be the quiet girl anymore. So my question to you all who are listening is, where do you sit right now? Bearing in mind, we are 11 months. Of this year have gone we have got 
you know, six weeks or so left of this year. And where are you at in terms of how you see next year? Like, I think it's about becoming brutally honest in terms of what we will and will not be able to do safely because there are things we can do, but to what extent does that impact others, um, impact those we live with, impact those we work with, impact those we love, impact those we support and um, share space with and not just physical space, but this space called earth your city your nation like how are you doing how are you coping have you been able to adapt and realize when you can show up and how you can show up and who you can show up for are you now in a space where you are coming out of the straight jacket of your upbringing like Tess are you having these moments where you you're realizing things need to change or are you in a space like Madeline and Kevin where you've been polite strangers with family your partner with your friends colleagues um have you been holding it together and trying to keep it nice and pretty trying to keep a pretty bow on it because if that's the case I don't know for you, my friend, like as Randall said, he's happy that Tess is breaking out. So she doesn't need to be in crisis therapy. Like being in therapy at the age of 40 is perfectly fine. Like I intend to um, use the tool and the space of therapy for as long as I need to. And whenever I need to, there's no age limit and you never, you never grow out of exploring yourself or talking about things because in order to keep us safe, our subconscious and our unconscious are so good at burying things out, burying things down actually. And then they resurface um, when we least expect it or at least want it to. So being the year that 2020 has been, what has come up for you that you tried to push back down? Or on the opposite side, what has come up that you've boldly, even though you've been afraid, not confronted, but addressed and sought help for and admitted. So yeah, that is this week's This Is Our Support Group. Also, we do see a Vietnamese granddad talking to his granddaughter about patience, etc., etc. And I'd love to see how they weave that storyline in. And she speaks about the woman in the pictures, the woman in the pictures, the woman in the pictures, and the woman in the pictures is L'Oreal. So how did she end up in Vietnam? Um, Or not necessarily in Vietnam, but how did she meet this man um, who now has grandchildren or a granddaughter? So is that, is that, is that L'Oreal's granddaughter? Um, and how we come to see the story intertwine, um, maybe through Rebecca, because he looks, you know, same age as Rebecca and Miguel. So we're very interesting to see um, how that all ties in. So that is it from me for this week. I hope you take care of yourself. Um, stay warm, stay hydrated. 
and I will see you next week. Take care. Bye.